are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Wednesday show for you. We're going to talk about year two beginning today of the Daily Roundup real quickly. Uh, Also, reader emails column coming up in a couple hours. I watched episode five of The Big D and Temptation Island for this week. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I've got some thoughts to give you. I did watch Claim to Fame on Monday night. Got some questions about that. There's a convention coming up in September that I might have to attend now. Got an update on what's going on on Threads, Love Island talk, and maybe we'll get to a comment about from Rain, uh, from Rain Wilson of The Office. And we'll get to all that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. You go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve50. Use code realitysteve50. Get 50% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve50. Use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Also, sponsor for the next month is going to be Earth Echo Foods. Easy way to get nourishing superfoods, probiotics, and organics, fruits, and vegetables. Check out their Tropical Bliss Mix. Mix in a scoop of almond milk, regular milk, even water. Stir it until, shake it until creamy, frothy, and smooth. This is a new one for me. Uh, go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash Steve. Use code REALITYSTEVE and get you 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. Again, if you don't remember any of these codes, that's okay. They're in the episode description wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, let's start off year two of the Daily Roundup. As you know, yesterday was the one-year anniversary. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, what would prevent me from actually missing a podcast? I guess if I did way too much traveling and I just was like, no, I got nothing for you. Um, but since I started last year, I think I was only out of town four times on the weekend in the last year, September, twice in March and once in June. Yeah. So that seems to be the plan again. I'm going to be gone end of this month, September, March madness and my party in June, uh, as of right now. So, um, I would think it would take me to be deathly ill, like to the point where my throat hurt to even speak or I had laryngitis, knock on wood, I've never had laryngitis in my life. That would really be the only thing that would prevent me from actually doing a show. So let's hope that doesn't happen. And even when I am on vacation, I will usually do a show. It might be a little bit shorter than normal because when I'm on vacation, especially if I'm in Vegas, I'm not really paying attention to what's going on in the pop culture world or especially Bachelor world. So, um, But keep that in mind. As we start year two today, reader emails is going to be out in a couple hours. That is going to be on the website, realitysteve.com. So check that out. Yesterday's recap uh, is up as well. There was one thing I forgot to uh, go over in the recap, and now I forgot what it was. I remember I totally blanked on putting something in there, and I forgot. One thing I did add that I talked about in the daily roundup, but then it didn't come out until after I had recorded the daily roundup was bachelor data's screen time for the episode. And Holy shit. I knew Braden had the most screen time on Monday night. I did not realize he had three times more screen time 
than the second-place finisher in terms of minutes on screen because Braden had over 15 minutes of screen time and second place had like 4.6 minutes. I'm sure it's happened before, but, you know, I was talking with Susanna and texting with her yesterday. I was like, has this ever happened before? And she hasn't really kept track if somebody had gotten three times as much as the second place finisher for that particular episode. But she did say that, look, um, it's also disappointing the fact that this is a guy that's an early season eliminatee. He doesn't even last half the season. He's gone next episode, and yet here he is dominating screen time for the first three episodes and probably going to get a shit ton of screen time next episode too. So there's nothing you can do. Uh, This is the way the show goes, but after next week's episode, I'm pretty sure the drama in between the men dies down because only six guys left. I don't think any of the six guys dislike each other. The six that go to New Orleans, it's your final four and Tanner and Sean. I don't think there's any butting heads between any of those six. So your drama amongst the men will end after this week, next week's episode. Thank God. Uh, I wanted to pass along that I did get the screeners for tonight's episodes of Temptation Island and The Big D. Not going to give away spoilers other than to say in in terms of storylines and whatever, but this is going to be our first episode where the red light in Temptation Island is used. The Temptation Light, I believe it's called. (laughs) And um, let's just say... And if you don't know what it is, it's the first time they've ever used it in the five seasons. Basically, a red light will come on in the villa of the men or the women if someone on the other side of the island, one of their significant others, is currently being tempted. Let me just say that tonight's episode, that red light, just wrecks havoc in both houses. Because, number one, there's a lot of tempting going on. And, you know, the question that I had for Mark at the beginning of the season, he couldn't really answer. And I don't even really think we get the answer tonight. And that's, well, the red light comes on if someone on the other side, you know, if it comes on in the women's villa, that means one of their men has been tempted. But what does tempted mean? It's not defined on the show. We see as a viewership what's going on with someone in the house. But the women don't see it, and vice versa. The men don't see it when the red light comes on for them. And yes, it comes on for both parties tonight, and it stays on. So that's the other thing. Like, does it just pop on? When it pops on, what does it mean? Does it mean they're currently being tempted? If it pops on at a certain time of the night, do you think more about it? Let's just say it literally has everybody just kind of freaking out. And everybody immediately thinks, is it my man? What are they doing? Who are they doing it with? How bad is it? Because you don't know. It could just mean kissing. It could just mean hugging somebody. It could mean two people are in bed grinding on each other. You don't know. But a really good episode of Temptation Island tonight. You're going to like it. Uh, The Big D as well. We get, as you saw from the previews, we get Angelique's ex-husband on the show, Ben. And we get Dean's ex-wife on the show, Amber, and they definitely um, make themselves known. There is a competition, a cooking competition, 
And obviously, if you win a competition, you are immune from getting eliminated that night. So there are two couples that win and go on a date and are immune. I'm not going to tell you who wins. But as you saw at the end of last week, Angelique and David started something up. Well, here comes Angelique's ex-husband. And once again, a twosome that while they are no longer divorced, I mean, sorry, while they are no longer together and they are divorced and Angelique is single, there is things that Ben has to see. And you're just like, you know, he's not thrilled. He's not mad, but it's just not something you're prepared for. Even though you know you're going on a show where it was possible that your ex, who you know is there, could develop some sort of relationship, some sort of connection with somebody else there, and you have to witness it. So it's not fun for any of these people, I can imagine, to watch an ex, no matter where you are in your divorce, how far along past it you are. You still don't really want to see it play out with your ex getting with somebody, getting a connection with somebody, you know, it's just, it's a good episode. Another good episode of the Big D. There is a little bit of a twist at the end, so be ready for that. And in the previews for next week's episode, looks like another really good episode. I don't want to tease anything that they show in the previews, but... It is something that is repeating itself from earlier in the season, I will say. I'll just leave it at that. But two great episodes tonight. Check that out on USA Network. And as I mentioned yesterday, I am not being paid by either of these shows. I'm not in any sort of collaboration with them. But I know that if you are a fan of my podcast, pretty much means you're a fan of The Bachelor Bachelorette. And if you like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, I really don't know how you couldn't like watching Temptation Island and The Big D. Now, if you say, look, well, I, I watched The Bachelor and the Bachelorette for the love story. Well, you're probably not getting any on Temptation Island, especially when you watch tonight's episode. Boy, I mean, that, you, you, this is, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty revealing, but. I think you're going to get somebody coming out of the Big D as a couple, whether it's Devin and Alexis reconnecting or uh, two singles who have found each other and connected and maybe they win. I don't know. I don't know who wins. I don't want to know. But I just think that type of reality TV uh, you would enjoy. And, yeah, T.I. is spicy tonight. You got to watch it. So look for that. USA Network. T.I. is on at 9, 8 central, and the Big D comes on right after it. So I watched Claim to Fame on Monday night, and I mean, like I said, it, it, it's pretty corny, and I didn't really understand this Jane girl who ended up being related to Dolly Parton. She never really explained, I guess she, she was reading out the clues but when she had to choose Christopher and she thought Christopher was related to Elvis Presley, I guess she was breaking it down by that clue that had, she thought it said hound dog in there and Memphis, Tennessee was in there. You know, at no point has anybody said yet in these first few episodes of claim to fame, these first three episodes of claim to fame has nobody said like, Jesus, this kid looks like Donnie Osmond. 
I don't think anybody has said it. No, I don't even heard Donnie Osmond's name mentioned. Now, for Christopher's clue, I'm having a hard time matching up his clue with Donnie Osmond. So, unless I'm missing something. But I'm pretty sure he's Donnie Osmond's son. He looks exactly like him. Interesting show. Very corny. The challenges are whatever. It's just all about putting the clues together. It's kind of like a um, a mass singer without the reveal. You know, we are seeing their faces the whole time. We're just getting clues that are similar to what the mass singer gives you when you watch that show. But I was surprised Jane, who was supposedly this great guesser and could nail who everybody was, was so off on Christopher being not related to Elvis Presley. A few of you emailed me yesterday and said, hey, did you see that Ashley I got inserted into Stars on Mars? No, I didn't because I've watched exactly 0.0000 seconds of Stars on Mars this season, like I told you I wouldn't. And I had no idea. But apparently on Monday night's episode, they added four new people on Stars on Mars. It was Ashley I, Paul Pierce, formerly of the Boston Celtics, um, Andy Richter, and Kat Cora, who I guess is a chef. I don't know the reasoning as to why they added four people on that show, but Ashley I is one of them. And I have no idea. I know there's a challenge every week, and then based on the challenge, you vote somebody off. No idea why they brought four new people in. But they did, and I'm not watching. But in case you're interested in Ashley I's life, I have no idea if she's talked about it on her podcast. But I know that I know that she left the podcast at some point and said, I'm going to do a reality show. Got to go somewhere. I don't know if she informed people before she got back, before Monday's episode, which show she was on, but my guess is no. She had to keep it in. But yeah, that's what she is on, and I'm still not going to watch. So I've never been a fan of Comic-Con and any of these cons where there's just a giant gathering, and I don't want to say of nerds, but I will. Um, no, I'm kidding. But I've, I've just never been into it. I mean, I guess back in the 80s when I used to go to baseball card collector shows, yeah, I did those. But that was the thing to do back then. I didn't have to get dressed up in a costume either to do it. But whether it's, you know, something with wrestling or reality TV stars, I mean, there's a bunch of quote-unquote cons. There's BravoCon, right, to meet all the people from the Bravo shows. Well, I saw on either E! online yesterday or the day before that there's something called a 90s con happening in Tampa, Florida on September 15th, 16th, and 17th. And who will be appearing at 90s con for two days, September 16th and 17th? The cast of Beverly Hills 90210. The whole gang's going to be there. Jason Priestley, Ian Ziering, Brian Austin Green, Tori and Jenny, Gabrielle Carteris, Shannon Doherty, all going to be there, 16th and 17th. One, once again, Tiffany Amber Thiessen getting left behind. God help me, can somebody fucking find out why she is so outcast by the rest of that cast? It can't possibly be something. I mean, clearly somebody's holding a grudge. 
because she wasn't invited back to be part of the 90210 reboot a few years ago in 2018 or 2019, whatever that was. And now she doesn't get to go to Comic-Con, or Comic-Con, 90s Con with them. The whole main cast is going back except her? Seriously? And we still don't know to this day why. There's always been hints, something between Jenny and Tori. They both don't like her, clearly. But why? And why is there a grudge still being held this long? Come on, people. I think for that reason I'm going to protest it, and I'm not going. If Valium Malone's not going to be part of a 90s 90210 reunion, cast reunion appearance, screw you. I ain't going. Not that you'll miss me, but I'm sorry. She is just as important to that franchise and literally probably turned the franchise around when she came on the show and injected Because I, I still think from season one to season four and then once Valerie came on the show in season five to season, what did she leave, in nine? She didn't leave in eight. Yeah, she left in nine. She just changed. It was almost a different show. Just way more adult, way more sexual. Um, and I, I just think I just think she did wonders for that show. And I think she was great. And, I mean, it, yes, it could be because I was a fan of Saved by the Bell and Kelly Kapowski. And then you see her all kind of grown up and doing more adult things on 90210. You know, like having sex with Dylan three episodes into her stint on 90210 and Dylan making comments about he had never been with somebody who did that in bed before. Literally three episodes in, and you're like, holy shit, this is now a different show. You know? I remember SNL did a skit parody of, of 90210 one time. It might have been when Jason Prissy was hosting, and they're just making fun of the storylines. And just everybody, like one of them was like, everybody was freaking out, and everybody was worried because Brandon had a headache. <laughs> Something like that. And then, you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen comes on the show, and like I said, I'm I'm almost positive. I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I'm almost positive from my last rewatch of season five. I want to say it was episode three where she was already having sex with Dylan, and he was making comments about how great she was in bed, and he had never experienced that in bed before. And I'm like, whoa. And they're both like clearly had water thrown on them before the scene started because they're both sweating and dripping wet. <laughs> like, okay, this is a hell of a lot different than, uh, you know, Donna getting drunk at prom, you know? <laughs> just... But like I said, tangent there, but it goes to my point of she was such a big character in that franchise, and nobody's ever really come up with a true answer, a factual answer as to why she has been basically pushed aside by the rest of the cast. I, 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 you know, I don't know. Obviously, rumors of, oh, so-and-so hooked up with so-and-so's husband. And, you know, the rumors that because she worked on a show with Peter Facinelli, who is Jenny Garth's ex-husband, you know, it's like, okay. But, you know, no proof. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's true because I have no idea if it is. But those are the kind of things. And maybe it's justified, but we don't even know what it is. And we don't even know why these, you know, Jenny and Tori have had a podcast for what, four or five years now? 
They've invited so many former people from the 90210 world on their show. Tiffany's never been on it. My guess is she never will be on it. And I and I just don't get it. I wish we could get an answer. And honestly, can I be a mediator? Can we just get them all to make up? That'd be nice. Seriously. Finally, um, my question about threads, yesterday was kind of weird because I was refreshing my threads feed and the top thread I saw in there was from nine hours earlier. And I kept hitting refresh and nothing was refreshing. So then I see from the, I guess the creator, this guy is Moseri, M-O-S-S-E-R-I. He's the guy that um, <clears throat> I guess runs Instagram and started threads or whatever. But he had a post yesterday that said, with so many people joining threads so fast these last six days, the team has been entirely focused on keeping the lights on and fixing bugs, but we're starting to prioritize the obvious missing features like a following feed, the edit button, and post search. We're clearly way out over our skis on this, but the team is pumped to start shipping improvements this week. So they have heard everyone's complaints, and they look like they're starting to work on it, the following feed being the biggest thing. Like you want to only see people in your thread line or whatever it's called that you follow. Maybe a suggestion here and there, but not 10 consecutive posts of people that I don't follow. And just because someone I follow follows them doesn't mean I want to see it. And then the chronological thing, too. But it looks like they're working on it. So it was good to get that update yesterday. But for me, yeah, it was being all wonky yesterday. I posted my stuff on it, but looking at my feed, it was all over the map. One time I'd refresh it and I'd see the most latest posts from people that I follow. And then I'd refresh it right after that. And it would give me a string of people that I don't follow. And it was from five or six hours earlier. And then there was a time, like I said, the top feeds that I were seeing, the top threads that I was seeing were from nine hours earlier. So looks like they're still working through stuff, but it was good to hear from, I guess, the creator of it. I think that's the guy, the creator. And um, thank you for letting us know. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow an Apple podcast, rate and review as well. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. My reader emails column will be up in a couple hours from now. So check that out on realitysteve.com. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.